from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. I want to get this episode out quick. Some of our teams are still in the state tournament. We're gearing up for the state tournament. And I just want to share some thoughts on foul trouble in the state tournament, meaning it's one and done. You win or it's over, baby. How do you handle foul trouble? Do you handle it differently than you do during the regular season, knowing that maybe you can use that foul trouble to give some players some other playing time, build some extra experience, that could come to benefit you down the road. Well, it is down the road. It's tournament time. It's one and done. How do you handle your players getting in foul trouble? I want to share a few thoughts right there. Uh, but before we get into that, a couple of our Coach's Edge members won some district championships. Cass City won a league championship and a district championship. Uh, Lakers boys basketball uh, are to share their league championship first time since 1998. Congratulations to them. Um, let's see, Ubley Girls Basketball won a district championship. Frankenmuth Girls Basketball won a district championship. Uh, I know I'm missing a bunch as well. Uh, Heart Girls Basketball won a district championship. Um, there's, there's just a, a lot of teams. We'll, we'll keep the shout-outs coming throughout the course of of the, the spring. But I want to talk a little bit about foul trouble. As a coach, some of this is personality-based, but – you may be challenged to get out of your comfort zone because this is the last chance you have. And as you get deeper into the tournament, the teams generally keep getting better, right? So a couple things that you can do if your team's getting in foul trouble or a player specifically is getting into foul trouble outside of, okay, you put them on the bench. Now, my overall thoughts are things tend to balance out. So if I have a player pick up an early two, I'm probably a little more lenient to keep them in the game in the first half than another coach might. Just my personality. Again, just my personality. I'm not saying it's it's right or wrong, but I feel like I've seen more times where I thought a team has lost a game because one of their better players got two fouls early and they basically sat the entire first half and then they couldn't get back in the game. They came back in the second half. They're totally out of rhythm teams out of rhythm and they lost that game compared to player picks up two fouls. Coach keeps them in the game. Okay. They picked up their third. If they pick up their third in the first half. Yes. At that point, I'm going to save them until the second half. You know, then they come and they end up fouling out early in the second half. I mean, I I haven't seen as many teams do that, and it comes back to bite them. So that's where my mind is, first and foremost, of what is foul trouble. And for the most part, most coaches see foul trouble as two first half fouls. I see it as three. All right, so we'll, we'll start there. However... If I have a player that does pick up those two early fouls, I want to make sure that they can still be on the court while not picking up their third. So we can switch our matchup. 
if they are a high-level defensive player, I can then look and say, who's the worst player on the other team? Who's the player that they really don't pass the basketball to? Okay, that's the person that my main player is now going to guard. Another thing that we can do is just change our entire defense. A lot of times, if you're a pressure, trapping, a lot of ball pressure defense, maybe you got to go back into a zone for a little bit to steal some minutes so your best player can still be out on the court. Like I can keep playing that high pressure defense that maybe we picked up a couple cheap fouls that we don't like. Okay. And we can keep playing that defense and I can put my best player on the bench or I can keep my best player on the court, but that might mean I do need to switch up my defense again. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. I would be more likely to keep my best player on the court and try to work things around them. With that in mind, are we explaining to our kids what is generally called? Any of those fouls that are easy to see out on the perimeter, those little hand checks, those swipe downs, there's not a lot of bodies out on the perimeter above the three-point line, could be a single player handling the basketball at one of the seams or slots. It's easy to pick up those fouls. We don't want to pick up those cheap fouls. Think of how much physicality happens around the basket. There's more bodies down there. You can get away with a little bit more down there. It's more physical. And so we have to make sure that our players understand when and where some of those locations are where they might be a little more likely to pick up a foul so that they don't do that. That's part of our job as coaches. Our assistants come into play here. Huge, huge, huge. Do we have assistants that are doing a really good job of keeping track of who has fouls, how they picked them up? They can give some of those words of wisdom in game or during a quick timeout, you pull a kid over, give them 10 seconds of instruction, a little reminder, be like, hey, remember, you got two, whatever that, whatever that might be. Maybe even at that point, you're starting to think about, you know what, let's keep that high-pressure defense that we're running, but I am going to take our best player who just picked up an early one, and I'm, I'm going to switch their matchup. They're going to play somebody who's, you know, doesn't quite touch the basketball as much. Another thing that comes into play with foul trouble in the state tournament is the individual player. How much experience do they have? Are they a senior who's a three- or four-year varsity player. They've got a ton of experience. You're going to give them much more rope playing in foul trouble than if this is a freshman, sophomore, a player that doesn't have a lot of experience. You may want to sit them a little bit earlier, right? Just get them get them on the bench and, and save them for, for later. Even if they're a really good player, that's something that I would also think about. How much basketball experience does this kid have? Do I trust them to be able to play with foul trouble? Now, I'm trying to help them out as best I can by changing up their matchup, by changing up the defense, right, by doing the little things from a coaching standpoint that can save them uh, some of the likelihood of getting picked up for a cheap foul. But what's their experience level? And lastly, the most important thing for us to keep in mind is if you lose, it's over. So I would rather lose a game because 
my best player fouled out. Didn't lose a game because my best player was in foul trouble and they were on the bench. You probably feel the same way too, right? And so did your player wind up picking up two early fouls? You put them on the bench for the whole rest of the first half. You came back. They only fouled one time. And now you're looking at this game that you ended up losing. Your best player really only had three fouls that game, but they barely played in the first half because two of those fouls were early and quick. Was it worth it? I mean, we don't know. Maybe they would have picked up a third foul if you'd have played them in the second quarter. But if you're going to lose, lose your way. Lose with your team. Lose with your best players out there. And I say that because I think you're going to sleep better at night if that's the case. Like, listen, I played my best players. They got in foul trouble. I kept them out there. And you still lost? Okay, you can live with that. Players get in foul trouble. You played them anyway. Maybe they end up picking up a foul halfway through the fourth. I mean, let's let's be realistic. They're probably not going to foul out in the third quarter or something like that. Maybe it's halfway through the fourth. They foul out. There's four minutes left. You know, the other team ends up winning that game. Your best player wasn't out on the court. I can live with that. I would rather it play out that way than have that player sit for the majority of the first half. And we're at that point, we're probably not even in the game in the fourth quarter to have a chance. Right. Because I sat him earlier anyway. So I just want you to think about a couple of those things as you're in this one and done winner go home tournament. A couple other things with Coach's Edge, we just uploaded into the Kramer basketball app, our at-home ball handling program. It's a four-week at-home ball handling program, which is generally stationary. When I mean stationary, it's not that our feet aren't moving. We have some footwork workouts. We talk about different ways that we can create space and protect the basketball using the dribble, using our body, and using our feet. And we talk a lot about the foundation. I am big, big, big on developing a great base. And you know, if you come to any of our camps where we dribble the basketball, we talk about how we can move effectively out of a great base and position. And we talk about our stance being low and wide. We talk about a side foot load, how that helps us with different dribble moves, especially a crossover, and how it creates different driving angles and more space compared to kids that will play too narrow, which gets you into a back foot load instead of a side foot load. Um, there's so many little details that we talk about in this ball handling program. So in Coach's Edge right now, we have tons of quick, you know, 30, 40 second drills and videos. But after talking with some of our members, they say, hey, you know, is it more beneficial for you to have this kind of this a la carte of what drill do you want? Here's a quick 30 second clip. Or would you like a five to 10 minute video? And I'll be honest, some of these are closer to 15, around 15 of, you know, you click on that link once and you get a bunch of drills instead of clicking, okay, you click the next one, you click the next one, you just click once, you get a bunch of the drills and you also get the background behind it. Because if you want more detail, it's going to take more time, right? It's, it's going to take more time. So as coaches, 
you can say, okay, here's Steve's drills that he uses. Here's the daily dozen drill. The daily dozen drills, as far as handling the basketball, kid could do those every single day. It would not be a waste of time. You knock them out really quick. Could they do their daily dozen drills? And you also get the background information of, it's not just this dribble and then that dribble. You get the background of stance, body positioning, some of the reasons why you want to have high ball and hand time, some of the reasons why it can be advantageous to dribble higher sometimes for kids. You know, at youth basketball level, you see a lot of kids dribbling like too low, and that doesn't really transfer to when they get older and they start to cover ground and run and make different moves. So all those little things that we teach, you can get some of that information. And so after those conversations, that was very influential when it came to me designing these 10 workouts that we've put into our four-week ball handling program that's on the app and that we'll be uploading next week into the Coach's Edge membership. So that's big. Just another reason to become a Coach's Edge member uh, because what a great opportunity it is. I mean, you don't want to miss out on an opportunity to get better, and coachesedge.coach is, is one of those opportunities. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. You know, Bless you guys. Good luck in the tournament if you're still alive, if you're still dancing. It's one of the very, very best months out of the year. If you need anything, let me know. Get after it.